Welcome back, everybody, to another bonus episode of Keystone Film Review, colon, the podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Miguel Magusto. As always with me is Glenjamin Bunn. Glenn, how are you? Hello, hello. Hello. And we are here to talk about the best of the decade. We are leaving the 20 teens in a matter of, as of this recording, uh, was that two two days, three days, something like that? Is it the 29th right now? We'll be releasing this tomorrow, the 30th, so it's going to be even closer tomorrow. And we just wanted to dis- discuss the best movies of the past 10 years, uh, 2010 to 2019. So, yeah, let's let's do it. But we're going to start as numerically is what happens. What the? <laughs> what was that sense? We're going to start in numerical order with 2010. When is that um, you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not going to go through the top ten for every year. That's going to be like a three-hour-long. Yeah, I couldn't episode. even do that on my letterbox uh, but list. But the first one I wanted to discuss was uh, Toy Story Three. Let's start off with a popular one. Toy Story Three came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was June 2010. And since then, we have had a Toy Story Four, which came out this year, um, which I still didn't see. Which, you know, 2010 doesn't feel that long ago, and now. Here we are. I Old, just like you know, it didn't seem like two thousand uh, Toy Story Four took that long to come out, and it's been nine, nine, almost ten years. Yeah. And uh, I take it you've seen Toy Story I, Three, I have, right? I haven't seen Toy Story Three since it came out, but yes, I have seen it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I was kind of very upset. Not not very upset, just peeved, slightly peeved when I found out they're making Toy Story Four because Toy yeah. Story Three was just a perfect ending to the yeah. entire. Uh, series and then uh, my in my 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 predictions were correct in that Toy Story four undid any emotion that Toy Story three created. Absolutely, because um, you saw Toy Story four, right? I did not. Oh, you did not. Well, anyway, no. uh, so you know how there's this big build up to uh, Andy giving his toys to Bonnie in Toy Story three. Yeah, I didn't watch four um, because I thought it was too perfect of an ending that it, I didn't need to see anything else after that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even gonna consider Toy Story four one of them because it's it's just it's so stupid. Yeah, it's it's pointless. It's I mean, it, to it, to its defense, it tries something new, but it doesn't really work for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I still really enjoy Toy Story three. I think it's obvious that Toy Story four is probably not going to be in my top. Even twenty for two thousand nineteen. Yeah, but Toy Story three was a fantastic movie. Yeah, and uh, absolutely, it is for me too. Making these lists was very difficult. It's definitely in my yeah. top ten of twenty ten. Yeah, but uh, I, I made these lists like a year ago, mm-hmm. kind of just going through them, and and it was difficult then to to make these lists. Um, but yeah, Toy Story three is just a, a phenomenal. Yeah, for me, film. the big one in twenty ten was Inception. Inceptions, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really good one. We actually, you and I, just watched rewatched it recently. Just together. watched it a month ago. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was the uh, sexiest time of our life. Honestly, I was worried that it wasn't going to hold up uh, mm-hmm. to what I thought in uh, 2010 when it came out. Um, yeah, but it it really did. It was it was still really good. Uh, it was probably the only time I didn't watch it on IMAX, and it was still a phenomenal mm-hmm. phenomenal, phenomenal movie. experience. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we we enjoyed, me and my friends enjoyed this movie so much that uh, for a school project, uh, for some reason, we had to uh, make FDR believe that he created the New Deal or something. Like, we had to, like, plant it in his brain. So we, like, made a whole video out of, like, us, like, planting the New Deal into his brain, Inception (laughs) style. So we we thoroughly enjoyed it back in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent. Just, just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that that was a good one. Uh, you know, the, if if we're honest, this is probably just gonna be us listing off good movies. Hopefully, you've seen some of these and agree with us. Yeah. Um, but we don't have too much to say. All of these movies you should just check out. This is just us kind of reminiscing on reminiscing on the past uh, ten years. Um, f- for my next one, we're gonna talk about uh, a my first South Korean movie of the decade um and that is i saw the devil uh have, have you seen that glenn i don't know i if actually we... have not seen that okay yeah it, it's really really good uh it's directed by uh kim ji woon uh mm-hmm. i don't know if i know any of his other stuff uh oh he did the good the bad and the weird uh tale of two sisters um yeah he's he's done a lot of uh movies that have come over uh, from South Korea to us, but it's uh, essentially just about like a serial killer and a detective, like kind of hunting him down. Huh. But it is as most South Korean movies uh, stylized in a very interesting and, and cool way. Um, and I think it's one that often gets overlooked, you know, next to like Old Boy or Train to Busan. Uh, you know, some of the more popular ones, The Wailing, yeah. even for me, it gets overlooked by The Wailing, but it is one of the best movies of the past 10 years and definitely warrants a uh, recommendation okay well consider it recommended into my brain because <laughs> i'll have to look at it yeah what's, what's your next one for 2010 uh 2010 uh tucker and dale versus evil actually you know came what? out in 2010 yeah that was gonna be my final one so we might as well uh let's let's let, let's keep it to two a year uh okay. two two each a year of course yeah um but yeah tucker and dale versus evil one of the funniest movies ever. E- even after ten years, it's it's one of the funniest movies mm-hmm. I've I've ever seen. Um, well, it was one of those movies that was always recommended to me by Netflix's algorithm. Yeah, but the it's really poster, hard. Yeah, the poster does not do it justice because no. it it looks like a trashy horror movie, which in a way it is, but it's making fun of the trashy horror yeah, movies. It's, like, it's 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 a basically kind of parody movie or movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that just nails it. How a parody parody movie should be, definitely uh, in every single way. Um, yeah, I think I was the same. I don't remember who saw it first, me or you. I think we saw it at the same time. I don't remember. But I I, just, I watched I, it before I knew you. So. Okay, so I remember definitely watching it, and then I brought it up to you, and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that movie is hilarious. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I could quote it for days, but yeah. it, it is really good. Um, but yeah, I." I you know, just can't recommend that movie enough. Don't mm-hmm. have anything else to say about it. Trying to make this as quick as possible so it does not just well, I th- us. I think we'd be. I think we'd be doing 2010 and injustice if we didn't at least mention uh, Scott Pilgrim versus S- Scott the, Pilgrim the versus the World. Yeah, that that's a great one. Edgar Wright directing yeah. it. Uh, Michael Sarah. That's another really great stylized comedy. Um, which, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really mm-hmm. really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But I agree with you. Uh, but alas, we must move on to keep things moving yep. swimmingly. Um, I'm going to start 2011 off by mentioning a movie that would have come out 
probably, I think, 2009, but they weren't confident in it until Chris Hemsworth became famous, and that is The Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Uh, that's, again, that's one of those movies that, like, I don't understand why they didn't have faith in that movie. Um, I mean, I understand they probably wouldn't have made as much money if they released it before Chris Hemsworth was famous. In fact, it didn't, to me, it wouldn't have mattered because it's not even like, uh, I guess it's 2011, like it matters that long for him. (laughs) Yeah, but that, that is just a really, really hilarious, another comedy horror movie. Yep. Uh, which, you know, kind of looking back, that might be my favorite genre is comedy horror. <laughs> uh, it's it's It just works off of both elements. So it really well. does. I honestly went in thinking it was going to be a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And they do a really good job at, in the first five minutes, being like, no, this is a comedy. Yeah. Um, so even if you go in expecting a horror, you can change your expectations like 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 that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's uh, Cabin in the Woods. All right. Well, uh, I love that movie. It's a fantastic movie. Um, but for me, the uh, the big pick for me, 2011, is going to be Warrior. Warrior. Yeah. I actually saw that the same day as Cabin in the Woods. I did a little Holy double crap. feature. Look at you. So, yeah. Well, little fun fact, got, I was uh, living in Florida at the time. Joel Edgerton, Tom mm-hmm. Hardy, uh, fighting each other with their fists and brotherly love. And, uh, oh my God, do I love that movie so much. That's a great movie. I, I was not... Uh, impressed with the trailers of it you know kind of just i'm not a big fighting movie kind of person yeah like i like rocky and stuff because you know we're from the philadelphia area we're kind of contractually obligated mm-hmm. to like rocky if we live in the area yeah I'm at least kinda, sometimes it feels like it um kind of comes with the blood you know yeah yeah but uh it's it's uh fighting movies just aren't my thing i feel like all boxing movies more or less are the exact same thing uh ufc fighting mixed martial arts fighting is not that different I yeah. mean, it's obviously different from boxing, but I, th- I think what, at the end of the day, it's still people kicking each other's asses. Yeah, I think um, what made this movie better was its uh, its story with uh, the, the two family members fighting for what they um, needed. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it it definitely had the benefit of having a great cast. You got, like you said, Joel Edgerton, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hardy, uh, Nick Nolte as the father. Um, uh, I forget who plays their coach. His name's Frank something. Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. Yeah, he's he's great. It's just a great cast, mm-hmm. uh, and and definitely one that surprised me. And I'm I'm glad that uh, you brought it up because I I forgot of that movie. I didn't forget it. But you you're know. welcome. You forgot I own to. It. I own yeah. it on Blu-ray. But, uh, a big movie for me in 2011. Uh, Michael Shannon's my favorite actor, um, and. I was really hyped about this movie for a very long time. Take Shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of you that haven't seen it. It's kind of a, a smaller movie, but it's essentially a movie about a uh, a man with... Um, he hasn't been diagnosed with schizophrenia, but schizophrenia runs in his family, and he's paranoid that like this huge apocalyptic storm is going to come and his family's not going to be prepared. So it's him preparing for it at the you know, cost of his friends and family. And it's a fantastic movie. And I don't want to get too much into it because it'll ruin it. But I highly suggest if you haven't seen it to take, see, take, to see, take shelter. Yeah. I didn't even hear about it until you recommend it to me, uh, during our, our big year of getting to know each other at Reno. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, uh, Michael that, Shannon is a monster and a lovable human being. One of the first movies that I really started to follow Jessica Chastain's career afterwards, and mm-hmm. also Shea Wiggum, uh, who you would probably recognize from Joker, plays one of the detec- detectives. Yeah. Uh, the detective that is not played by Bill Camp. Um, but uh, yeah, it's got a great cast and, and uh, you know, shines some light onto a lot of... Uh, unknown actors at the time to me so good movie good movie and i didn't pick one movie to talk about because i figured you would bring it up so i'm gonna let you take it here (laughs) i wonder if it's gonna be the one probably Uh, is it the raid oh no uh that that did not go how i thought it was gonna be but uh yeah let's talk about the raid and then i'll briefly mention the one that that's fine um so the raid (laughs) (laughs) uh directed by gareth uh, evans Uh, we did this movie for uh our kf our like shelf boy it it made it i think i believe yeah Mm -hmm. so we've we've done this before we've talked about it uh, if you haven't seen that, I'd just recommend going and seeing that because we'll talk the hell out of it. It's a great movie. The best fight scenes in the world. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's like uh, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Well, Judge Except Dredd's more Judge like Dredd's it. Judge Dredd's the other way around because it came yeah. afterwards. Yeah. But it, it's a really good movie. But the they're movie both I fantastic. Th- the movie I thought you were going to say, and I'm honestly shocked that you didn't and you should be ashamed of yourself, is Drive. Yeah. I, I haven't <laughs> seen Drive since it came out to... Uh, Oh, I thought you like were obsessed with that. I might be confusing you with uh, another. I was back. I, again, I've lost all a lot of memory, but uh, I had a shirt, and it was the most killer shirt in the world. I wanted the jacket for so long. But yeah, yeah Drive's a fantastic movie. Oh my god! Yeah, that's why, <laughs> why I thought you, you were. Me? That's why I thought you were going to be talking about it because uh, yeah, I, Ryan, I'll let you have that one. Ryan but yeah, Gosling, man. Ryan Gosling, uh, it's the only uh, Nicholas Wending, Wending Reffin. What's his name? Excuse me? <laughs> his, his name is, Nicholas the director's name Wending is Riffin? Nicholas Wending Reffin. Uh, he's a, uh, I believe he's Danish yeah. director. Um, but it's the only movie of his that I am comfortable with suggesting to anyone. Uh, it's the only movie of his that I love. I like some of his movies, but I love Drive. Um he he's a little too obscure for me sometimes, but Drive I think is coherent enough where it, it's it's funny because Drive is in my life so hard that we actually were a part of a project that was very heavily inspired by Drive. <laughs> yes, 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 we were. Yes, we were. Um, but that does it for 2011. Let's mm-hmm. move on to 2012, Glenn. Let's change things up and you go first. Me, little yes. old me. Little old you. Okay, well, I'm going to hit another one that we've done a KFR Shelf Boy on, and it did make the shelf of The Hunt with Mass Mickelson, uh, directed by, you know, uh, Thomas Vintenberg. Vintenberg. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that movie's so sad. It is very and sad. If you, haven't, is... if you haven't heard that podcast episode yet, check it out. Uh, you, we kind of go into it more, mm-hmm. uh, but it is a great film. Great um, film. Touches your heart. It's, uh, it's the children. I think it's the one of the only few foreign movies that is my number one movie of the year that it came out. Yeah, because it is just that good. It is is really good. Yeah, it it really um, is the top of its uh top of its game on that yeah. chart for twenty twelve. Um, my first one I'm going to talk about is a film that I feel like doesn't get enough love. Uh, it's called The Beast of the Southern Wild. It is directed by Ben Zeitlin, uh, and have you, have you seen it, Glenn? I have not. Okay, it's um 
essentially about this six-year-old girl uh, living in the bayous, or uh, I don't know if it's a bayou or if it's like islands off of Louisiana, mm-hmm. but during Hurricane Katrina. And the director is actually doing his next film is a a uh, a um, kind of Lord of the Flies meets Peter Pan uh, combination called mm-hmm. Wendy, and he he does these great films that are about like kids and you know they're in situations that are kind of terrible but kind of makes them hopeful and like shows the beauty of the world through the eyes of the child in this terrible situation. Yeah. And it's honestly a fantastic film. I did not like it the first time I watched it. I don't know if I was in a bad mood or whatever, but the second time I watched it, I thought I was a fool for not liking it the first time and absolutely loved it. Uh, So Beast of the Southern Wild, I highly suggest to anyone who hasn't seen it. So me. (laughs) Yeah. I got it. Um yeah, let's. I don't. You know, this one's kind of hard. Um, not because, in my opinion, uh, this twenty twelve is a little bit lack lackluster as 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 many of these other years go. Uh, I, I, might I would agree punched. with that. I, I, I might get punched, but uh, uh, a movie that I was very very into twenty twelve uh, was Les Mis. Les Mis. I, I'm actually surprised. Not not because I like I I didn't take you for someone who liked musicals like even a little bit yeah um so late miz is a great movie yeah it's a very very powerful movie like i like yeah. the one with um liam neeson uh, that had been the only other late is that, that a I had musical seen. version or i don't think it is okay it's more of just a drama mm-hmm. um but uh, this one has hugh jackman russell crowe and hathaway amanda seyfried and the list can keep going on and on yeah but it's it's a very strong movie and i think i almost cry every time i see uh or yes. listen to Anne hathaway's part where she's uh, slowly disintegrating yeah i think is it is it dream to dream or yeah yeah something like it's that great. but yeah it's a very powerful movie and yeah I, I really enjoy it and i recommend it if you haven't seen it my mom hated it she almost disowned me <laughs> well uh your mom's wrong yeah sorry sorry mama my, my family has a terrible taste in movies so yeah it kind of seems like that yeah um. <laughs> she's like wait that was three hours we're only halfway through it i need a break i need to go sit, smoke a cigarette okay <laughs> it's like, oh, okay ma uh well uh a n- movie that was nominated for best picture in mm-hmm. 2012 or and 2013 I think, technically and I think Anne hathaway won uh, best actress she did yes uh a, my next movie is another film that was nominated for um best picture uh at first it wasn't my favorite of the bunch my favorite of the bunch i'm just gonna name drop real quick argo mm-hmm. Uh, I still think that's a great movie, but Life of Pi has grown on me significantly yeah. since uh, first seeing it. Um, it's based on the, on the novel the same name, and it's about this uh, this teenage boy from India who's traveling to, I believe his family's moving to Canada, uh, North America, either way, and the ship that they're on starts to sink. He has to go onto a lifeboat, uh, and on the lifeboat is a tiger uh that he names richard parker um and it is just such a beautiful and heartbreaking movie mm-hmm. and, and it like honestly m- my friend alan and i uh we we went to see the uh best picture nominations that year uh, in a 24-hour marathon and 
after that movie, we just constantly quote it to each other. And it's it's just a beautiful movie, and it's highly sweet. suggest if you haven't seen it. Um, have you seen it? Uh, I have seen it. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those where I haven't seen it since it came yeah. out, but it is a uh, stunning visuals. Yeah, uh, um, very Irfan sad Khan story. plays the uh, the adult version of Pi, mm-hmm. um, who and he is one of my favorite actors. You know, I feel like he doesn't get cast enough, mainly because he's he's an Indian actor, so he's. I think he mainly works on like Bollywood movies, but yeah. he is a fantastic actor. And anytime he's in a, in an uh, English speaking film, he just kind of steals the scene for me. I mean, uh, Jurassic World, he steals the scene. Um, Life of Pi, he steals the scene. He, mm-hmm. He's just a great actor, and uh, he's fantastic in this too. He he, he kind of narrates the the main story, and it's uh, it's. It's and fantastic. Then it just pops up at the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he he pops up every every now and then. And does he? Yeah, yeah, he he kind of comes up every now and then, but yeah, it's it's great. Uh, but that does it for 2012. Let's move on to 2013. Glenn, we might as well keep keep going with you. And might then, as well keep it all. This is a tough yeah. year. This was a good one for me. Yeah, this was a really good year. I'm looking at it now. Um, um, and in fact, I know making a top 10 for this is going to be a pain in the ass because I have 20 on this list now. Um, <laughs> so the big one for me, I think, is going to be, and I've done a Glenn's Day on this, uh, well, actually, I've done a Glenn's Day on both the ones I'm picking, but The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is going to be the first one, mm-hmm. uh, starring and directed by Ben Stiller. Yeah. Um, you got Kristen Wiig, Patton Oswalt. There's, there's a bunch of people in this movie. It's yeah. such a fantastic movie, very inspirational. Um, That's a movie I feel like gets a bad rap. It, it, when it came out, it was kind of not torn apart by the critics, but it wasn't. It didn't deserve, it didn't get as much... Yeah. recognition as i feel it did my first um, viewing i liked it like i i liked it a lot and then when i watched it at home again it it was just like this movie is so good yeah and the the scene where ben stiller and sean penn share the scene together is mm-hmm. electric like it is just phenomenal you know you think of ben stiller rightfully so as this comedian actor who only really does funny roles but he mm-hmm. has such a way of changing on a dime from com- comedy to to drama that i feel like because and, of his and comedic actors are so good at that for no reason just being well, able to a switch lot of, on. a lot of comedians are depressed which yeah. is the, the main reason um but he he's he you know he goes toe to toe with sean penn who's arguably one of the greatest actors of his generation yeah and um yeah just completely blew me away in in that scene but yeah i agree that that's a great movie yeah it's fantastic inspirational and just fun movie altogether um mm-hmm. very imaginative and that is my pick for 2013 yeah. uh the w- first movie i'm going to talk about here uh 12 years a slave mm-hmm. i was kind of between two movies um depending on what your next movie is <laughs> I might pick another movie. So you might be but, able to know what my next movie is going to oh, be. We'll find out. I thought I was going to be right with Drive, but I wasn't. Uh, so 12 Years a Slave, directed by Steve McQueen, the director, not the actor. Obviously, mm-hmm. the actor's dead. Um, <laughs> but Not it's, for uh, long. He's going to make a movie here soon. Oh, apparently, yeah. Uh, it's starring uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Chiwetel, Chiwetel. I butchered that I name. It, I apologize. I, I say Chiwetel, but... Ch- Chiwetel? That, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, Michael Fassbender, uh, the first real instance that people got to see Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won the Oscar for her portrayal. Paul, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Paul Dano, Sarah Paulson. Just a, a huge cast. Um, and quite honestly, the one of the most 
brutally... Granted, we didn't grow up during slave times, so I'm only speculating here. But other slave movies, I feel, for lack of a better word, kind of whitewash yeah. slavery in, in this way where it's like, oh, you know, these people who were like down in the dumps uh, found hope as slaves and, and stuff like that. But this does not do that at all. <laughs> it it shows it in in my mind the most realistic way possible uh to the point where it's uncomfortable but in in a powerful way not in like like it's not, not a movie that you want to watch all the time but it is still a fantastic still movie. good enough that you want to um, watch it again yeah and and it doesn't end with this hopeful message mm-hmm. uh it, it ends with um you know i'm trying to not spoil it too much but he's He's lost and hopeless, and then things happen. But I'm not going to get into that. But it 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 starts on a high note and then goes down downward spiral. Where yeah. I feel most whitewashed slave movies go the other way. So it's a fantastic movie and uh, one best picture that year. And I I fully acknowledge that it deserves that that recognition of 2013. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Oh man. This year's so tough. There's so many good ones. Like we yeah. could talk about, we could talk about prisoners. We could talk about Snowpiercer. We could talk about World's End. We could talk about Fruitvale Station, mm-hmm. Enemy, which I know you don't like, but for me, it's gonna be talked about. About time. About time. About yes. time. With uh, let's see, we got Domino Gleason in this bad boy. We got Rachel McAdams, Bill Nye. I will uh, be so bold as to say, it's probably the only rom com that I love. It's my favorite time travel movie, period. It's a great time travel movie, mm-hmm. yeah. Which and is kind of weird to say about, but... It's, a, it's, another, it's another one that doesn't seem to have the reviews that it probably should. Yeah. But I, th- I think it's definitely my favorite rom-com ever. Um, yeah. If I ever... I, I either had that to, or When Harry Met Sally, but I, yes, I tend to... Yes, and those two... Oh, man, why'd you have to do that to me? I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I tend to lean more about time, but I... Yeah. Uh, there's no denying that uh, when Harry Met Sally is, is is iconic. Yeah. So. Oh man, that sucks. Now I'm gonna. That's gonna be on my brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this this movie, if I'm, I have to like. Oh, what do you want to do? You want to like uh, chill at home? Yeah, sure. What do you want to watch? I want to watch a rom com. Thank God, because I have the perfect choice, and I know your <laughs> ass hasn't seen it. That's this is always that movie I pick. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. Um. You already mentioned Snowpiercer, so I'm not going to get into too much into it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's actually my favorite movie of 2013. Called uh, it. fantastic, I knew it. fantastic film um, directed by uh, is that Boon Jong Ho, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but since you already mentioned it, I'm going to talk about the Kings of Summer. Uh, have you seen that Kings came of Summer? Out, I thought that came out 2012. Uh, let's see. Nope, 2013. Um, directed mm-hmm. by Jordan Vogt, uh, Vogt, Vogt, Vogt Roberts. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, my dumbass was on 2014 already. Yeah, and uh, starring <laughs> Nick Robinson, Gabriel Basso, uh, Moises Arias, and Nick Offerman. Uh, it's about these th- three um, teenage boys who kind of run away from home, but not very far from mm-hmm. home, and just build a house in the middle of the woods. And it is hilarious and 
I feel it's, it's one that you had recommended to me, so it fits yeah. the fact that we're recommending if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. Watch Everyone it, it, see it. It is a fantastic film. It was one of the ones, like, Mike recommended a shit ton of movies to me when we first met each other. Oh, yeah. He, he used to be a little uh, uh, Marvel fuckboy until... A little until, Marvel fuckboy. <laughs> until he got to me. And not that there's anything wrong with, yeah. you know, liking Marvel, but I kind of ruined your taste. But um, some would argue that I made your taste better. I think you made my taste better. It's all yeah. good. So. Um, but yeah, this is one that was on the at least top 10 of the 160 or whatever he gave to me to watch. This was definitely top 10 on that list for me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really good. Yeah. It's a bada bing. Let's move on to 2014. I'll start with 2014. Mm-hmm. God, this was a good year too. This is this, a fan. This is, yeah. I think, my favorite year. Honestly, I could mention all my top ten. I'm not going to for time's sake, but uh, oh, shit, man. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is a this is a bad boy to touch. So mainly because I'm I feel most people have seen these movies. I'm not going to delve into them. These are not going to be the ones I want to talk about. I just want to mention Whiplash and Birdman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk about it if that's one of the ones you wanted to pick. But I feel I would be remiss if I if I did not talk about Song of the Sea. Uh, it's an Irish animated film. Uh, that kind of goes into the lore of uh, Irish legends um, of uh, the uh, Selkies, which are women that can turn into seals um, mm-hmm. and seals that turn into women. Naturally. What, what, whatever you <laughs> naturally. But it, it is uh, honestly one of the most beautiful animated films ever. Not, not just of that year, ever. And uh, it is, that was the year that I was convinced that people in the Academy who vote for like best animated films mm-hmm. don't watch anything other than Disney movies because Big Hero 6 beat out Song of the Sea. Yeah. Who, in, who the fuck has even seen Big Hero 6 <laughs> since it was in theaters? I haven't. <laughs> it's, and Song of the Sea is just a beautiful, universal movie that I feel like everyone would love and appreciate, but they went with the most generic animated film of the year. So I'm convinced Super that the, the, the best animated films, especially because, you know, I think all but like three years Disney has one. No one ever watches any movie that's that's not Disney that's yeah, animated. pretty much. Uh, which is bullshit because Song of the Sea is great. Um, but yeah, Song of the Sea. If you haven't seen it, see it and talk about how much better than Big Hero 6 it is. I'm just a little bit bitter, even though I have no <laughs> stake in this argument at all. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, this is this is a very difficult one for me. Yeah. Um and I don't want to like rip off this list like I just did the last one. So, um uh, this sucks, dude. <laughs> uh I'm 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 going to say John Wick, I guess. Oh, did that come out 2014? Yeah. Yeah, because, that's uh, the- that and Edge of Tomorrow came out basically the same time and they were Edge of Tomorrow uh, is a good one too. John Wick blew up Rightfully so, but yeah. Edge of Tomorrow got swept under the rug, and it which it is a not, shame because that's did also not really deserve that because it's a really good movie. Like that was a movie that I was like, oh great, another Tom Tom uh, Cruise action mm-hmm. movie. It's gonna be, but that one was legitimately compelling. Yeah. Like I, I Any, like anybody it. who went to go see that movie came out of it and was like, holy shit, that was actually good. That's that's how I went into both John Wick and Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I went into both being like, oh, this is gonna be whatever, uh, and then I was blown here. away by both of them. Yeah, uh, but I mean, fuck it. We'll talk about both of them right now. Both <laughs> fantastic movies. Yes. Uh, both action packed. Both great, greatly acted. 
yes. uh, by iconic actors, obviously, obviously, or mm-hmm. chefs, whoever you want to, whatever they are. Um, th- fantastic movies, right off the bat. Yeah. Just that's all I have to say. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, probably Taika Waititi's first film that became mainstream, and that is What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, I've loved Taika Waititi ever since. Uh, Boy, Boy was the first movie of his that I I saw, and it's a great film. But What We Do in the Shadows is the f- one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. And again, comedy horror. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, true. So I'm I'm kind of learning things about myself now. But it's a you know for for the few people that haven't seen it, it's a mockumentary style uh, movie about these um, vampires, vampires who are yeah. roommates. In Auckland, New Zealand. In modern times. In modern times. And it is so funny. Transylvanian times. It is so good. It's got so many bad but great puns. Yeah. Uh, It's it's a fantastically quotable movie. Yeah. But, yeah. What We Do in the Shadows. I I feel like I... There's a few I want to mention after you go talk about your other one. So, I want to kind of move this along. So, yeah. That's What We Do in the Shadows. I mean, we could literally just name this whole list right now if we wanted to. Um, yeah. I think the big one that I wanted to talk about was either Ex Machina, Whiplash, or Birdman, because all three of those were just fan- like top of the line films. For those are my top three of that year. Yeah, uh, like, um, let's talk about Ex Machina. But before we do that, I would just want to mention Grand Budapest Hotel, mm-hmm. uh, Interstellar, Fury, Goodnight Mommy, uh, which if you haven't seen, I highly suggest, and an Argentinian film called Wild Tales. Um, which is fantastic, but yeah, let's talk about Ex Machina. Ex Machina. It's great. Why are robots <laughs> so sexy? Like, <laughs> can I think the future it's more just stop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that movie blew my mind. Uh, the yep. end is uh, just groundbreaking in every That's way. Probably the first movie that I kind of realized a twenty four was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, A24 had obviously come out with stuff then, but uh, when it was... That was was the one where you seen their huevos, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That was, they're like, oh, okay, they actually got something to say here. And Um, its cast was only, like, three people. Uh, Well, mm -hmm. obviously there was more, but, like, majorly it was Oscar Oscar Isaac, Alicia Vikander, and Domhnall Gleeson. Mm -hmm. Just all... In a little facility together, spending yeah. some time. It's a great film, though. It's so good. Let's move on to another pretty decent year, if you ask me. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Obviously, not as good as twenty fourteen because that was ridiculous. Actually, now I'm looking at it, I might be second guessing that. But um, oh man, which one do I want to talk about, Glenn? If you have this, one you want to talk about, jump in. This was a good year because we actually went to go see. Uh, the Oscar nominated ones. Um, we should do that this year. You, yeah. you should you should go with me this year now that you're uh, back in uh that's, that's back fine. In town. I'm down for that. But um, um this was this was a good year for uh, the ones that actually did make it onto the Oscar noms. Um, yeah. But I'm going to talk about my most underrated in my opinion of the year more than just the best movie of mm-hmm. the year and that's going to be Man from Uncle for me. Okay. Uh yeah, I mean, I I well, saw that. I, I got to rewatch that. I didn't care for it when I, I first don't know. saw it. Like, it's it's just a fun movie. It's it's not. Yeah, I don't think it's one you should really take seriously. Um, but it's just a fun movie. Henry Cavill, uh, Army Hammer are mm-hmm. fun together. Henry Cavill's just fun. Period. 
just yeah. a tall, handsome, strapping Superman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the movie. In fact, I might. I'm trying to watch it soon now that The Witcher is done with. Uh, mm-hmm. That I finished it. It's it's a uh, that's a good fun old boy for me. Yeah. Speaking of The Witcher, I want to talk about another A24 great, mm. The Witch. Vitch. The Vitch. The Vitch. Uh, it is. A, a small horror. I'm, most people here have probably seen it, um, but it is a great, great horror film. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, I would say it's more suspenseful than horror. Um, there's not too many like scary things about it, but it's very unsettling throughout the entire thing. Yeah, because uh, you don't really know what's happening, um, and it is ooh, ooh. I love that movie. It is a, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that movie. That movie's great. Uh, so so well acted from everybody in it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they talk in the old English classic yes. language as they did. What but, went we down into the woods? To find? Let me talk in Shakespearean. The land of God. Um, <laughs> and it's and it's themes of sin and all that are just oof. yeah. That, it what you're right, sin Mike. Sin and it's, misogyny. Ugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there are yeah. so many. I, I you you can't see the, the face I'm going to make right now. This is mainly for the the people watching on YouTube. But Wait, I made this face a lot. So it was uh, very very unsettling to make me make a cringe face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a face on my side, so you could or one of us could probably or you're going to probably edit it. To <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, that that movie's amazing. Uh, yeah. Definitely one of the top 10 for me as mm-hmm. well what's your next one uh my next one i think it's gonna have to be mad max i think i know where mm-hmm. yours is gonna be um there's a lot of good ones that year like yeah. room. <clears throat> i do uh, want to kind of li- list my top 10 after i talk about my or before i talk about my other one yeah but uh um yeah mad max mad max the one most of the visually few sequels stunning. that came way too late that was actually good yeah to the I point it, where I it's actually it nominated out. for best picture I think it came out at the perfect time. Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. Because the way this movie was made, the, the acted, everything mm-hmm. about it, it's just so perfect. Yeah, the the perfect the way it was filmed and edited is the way every action movie should be filmed and edited. Practical, everything and practical. was practical. Well, mostly everything was yeah. practical. Uh, the, the it's they use CGI the way that it should be used, and that is to enhance a scene and not mm-hmm. just create a scene. Um, which I feel most films nowadays use CGI to create rather than enhance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, they, they most notably, uh, would drive the vehicles and then just make it look like mountains were much closer than they were. Or they were driving through a Canyon or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like the, the action that was happening was actually practical, but yeah, it's a great film. It's a fantastic um, film, fun, just like, well, more than Man from Uncle, but oh my god, watch okay. that. Okay, so movie. I, I, I want to see what you think my... I think I know I'm, what it is, but there's two that I'm eyeing up right now that could okay. be. Uh, tell me what you think is going to be. I think it's going to be me, Errol, and the Dying Girl. Oh, you know me so well, Glenjamin yeah. Bunn. Yes, uh, I but do. But first, I just want to briefly mention Green Room, uh, Black Coat's that's, Daughter. That's the other one I was looking at. <laughs> Embrace of the Serpent. Uh, Beasts of No Nation, um, Anomalisa, The Lobster Room, and of course, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Uh, one of the few movies that, you know, kind of 
chokes me up every time. And a, a lot of it has to do with me kind of connecting with the main character so much, who is the me in me, Earl and the Dying Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's this, this high school kid that loves film and, and old movies and likes making films, even though he doesn't really make anything that's 100% originally his. Yeah, they're just for uh, him. I probably didn't back then either. Uh, there's probably just like ripoffs of a bunch of stuff. Um, but it's just a fantastic film that I feel doesn't get enough love, and I want to give it that love. I want to, I want people to love it, Glenn. Give it your love, Mike. I'm going to give it my love. Give it your love. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, me here on the Dying Girl. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Let's move on to 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to jump right in with The Wailing. The Wailing. Uh, this so year was kind of like... Boy right there. This year was the year of South Korean movies for me. Uh, I have three South Korean movies in my top ten. Holy crap, I got uh, one. The Handmaiden, oh, no, Train to Busan, and The Wailing. Um, the Wailing, you and I saw together, Glenn. And uh, if I'm honest, like the first hour, hour, hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, there's like, this is fine, but it's kind of slow moving. Mm-hmm. And then it just picks up steam in the last act. And makes the entire slow burning first two acts completely worth it um to the point where like i talk about that movie probably more than most movies i talk about (laughs) well that final act is amazing dude yeah it's great as you should though yeah it's uh directed by na hong jin who has directed other things such as chaser the Yellow Sea, and other things that don't have titles but pictures. <laughs> but I've seen the Yellow Sea; it's it's fine. But the uh, nothing compared to the Wailing. Yeah, nothing compared to the masterpiece that is the Wailing. The Wailing. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a tough year. Um, I'm gonna say the one that I think you're gonna say next, and I apologize if it is Swiss Army Man. Oh, you bastard! Um, ah. it's obvious. It's it's the, it's the top bad boy on <laughs> on 2016 period. Yeah, it's, it's my number one. Yeah, uh, everything else in comparison. Well, what comparison? What comparison are we speaking of? Yeah, really. Because uh, I mean, there's a lot of movies in 2016 that I liked, but uh, Swiss Army Man was the most fun, the most uh, completely imaginative, and the most wacky. Yeah, uh, I think you and I were smiling the entire time. The entire time. And yeah. we even made a cute little uh, short film. Not even a short yeah, film, a little, like a little, short uh, intro to it. Little intro using the song bum, Montage. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, but it's a great film. Uh, my next one is one that I didn't appreciate again until the second time I watched it. Um, mainly because there was one scene that completely blew me away towards the end and then it made me want to rewatch it but the rest of the time I was like this is fine and then when I rewatched it the second time whole new appreciation that seems to be a theme for me mm-hmm. um but hell or high water that was a fantastic movie yeah it like, really is way um, more than i anticipated it to yeah. be yeah uh it's directed by david mckenzie um starring uh, jeff bridges chris pine ben foster and gil birmingham um, and it's about these two brothers who uh, are like robbing banks, and who boy is it good? Mm-hmm. It's just such a great film. It's a whole boy good. It's a whole boy good. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen Hell or High Water, uh, do please do. 
<laughs> or go to hell or high water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't know what to pick for my second one because a lot of this list either feels like it's one that I feel like I should say or that don't deserve the top spot. Exactly. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, like I really liked La La Land for its music, but as the story, I didn't like it nearly as yeah. much. La La Land, I loved the first time, and then I liked it less and less each subsequent time I watched it. Especially um, how they ended it. Yeah. Is what I don't well, like about it the most. Like, see, see, I thought that when I loved it, but now I'm convinced that it's the only compelling part of the entire film. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, could, well, I they, did a complete 180 I f- on it. Well, I feel like they gave... I don't want to make this like a whole review. I feel like they gave the audience two scenarios and they could pick whatever one they wanted out of it yeah uh, and that's uh, i'd rather just have the whole you know thing you know yeah um but i i really i was in a place in my life where like the whole message of don't give up on your dreams was very relevant to me yeah uh, it still is very relevant unfortunately but uh <laughs> um <laughs> I, I watched it and when emma stone sang that song at her audition Mm-hmm. It broke me down. Uh, but then when I watched it, I kind of watched it without that, you know, emotional attachment to it. And I was just like, it's fine. It's it's okay. But um, it, it could be better. I, yeah. I feel like it was, it was that's, other that's, than the ending, it was very safe. Yeah, that's not the one I wanted to say, but it's definitely the one that really, like, the music sticks with me more and a good portion of the movie sticks with me a lot yeah uh but it's really hard to pick anything else between all that deadpool was the huge breakthrough for me deadpool uh i think a movie that again has grown on me the more i watch it moonlight uh one Mm -hmm. best picture that year um although although la la land cut in front of it real quick and was like oh yeah no but it's uh it's a it's a good movie 2017 we're gonna do we're gonna try to do rapid fire as much as possible mm-hmm. uh a movie that i feel like broke both me and you mother yes dude <laughs> i still I'm haven't weird. seen it since that day i own it on blu-ray but i haven't seen it since we first watched it i think it. i have it too and like i'm too afraid to watch it <laughs> i want to rewatch it you and i should rewatch it together at some point yeah we but... i've watched it three times now and every time I've watched it, I still have the same reaction the first time I watched it. I, I've only watched it once, and I, I don't... I, I'm i afraid, Glenn. Like, I've I'm watched afraid. it... I've watched it with my ex. She's like, you know, you hype that way more than it... Uh, well, than, that's like, the thing. What do you mean? It's, it's good, but it's never going to... You have to go in completely with zero expectations. Because it is just going to break your brain she's like yeah you, you hyped that up way more you i thought it was gonna be more crazy i'm like what the fuck did you expect i mean she kind of hyped up to all the boys i've ever loved so uh that's, that's, that's true that's true you, you done fucked up that's true um but yeah mother mother is great yeah so great that is a phenomenal movie that i don't wish to torture myself with but god damn it i will i, I need to at some point <laughs> um this, this is tough. Uh, this is actually tough for me. But I'm going to say uh, Blade Runner. It's the most visually stunning movie. Roger uh, well, Deakins. Roger Deakins. He's an old, beautiful bastard. <laughs> um, Ryan Gosling does an amazing job. Um, yeah. You know, Matt, the movie's so good. It is so good. Uh, it's trying to go faster again. Yeah. I'm just going to list That's ones I that I want to talk about but don't want to talk about at the same time. Lady Bird, Brigsby Bear, uh, uh, Loving Vincent, Breadwinner, Get Out. 
Uh, it comes at night, but I'm going to talk about a ghost story. Oh, wow. You didn't name one there. But, okay. Oh, Thor Ragnarok. Keep, nope. Nope. But nope. keep going. Keep going. It's going to be one I'll name. Well, it's fine. A ghost story. Yeah. Uh, Baby driver. Logan. <laughs> <laughs> a ghost story. You and I were ready to walk out of it, but like, because the way it is, the beginning is so slow. It's a slow burn. But it, only for the first 30 minutes, and mm-hmm. it's done so on purpose to make you feel like you're watching, you're in the mindset of the ghost that's watching the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing everything happen in real time. So once you get past the infamous pie scene... <laughs> if you never want to eat pie again, watch this movie. <laughs> once you get past the infamous pie scene, and even after, like, if you rewatch it after, knowing that it gets better after the infamous pie scene, the infamous pie scene's fantastic mm-hmm. and doesn't feel that long. But it is a fantastic, great, grand, goodness gracious, good movie. <laughs> and it everyone is, should it see is it. It is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should probably move on. I think we named all the good ones. Baby Driver, uh, Coco, Logan, Wendover. Oh, yeah. You know? Yes, yes, all, yes, yes. John Wick 2, whatever. Moving on Moving to on. 2018. Let me find that list. It is somewhere. There it is. I no, think I know what yours, yours is going to be here. Uh, my first one is going to be uh, Annihilation. Boom. Called it. I know you're so good. Uh, scary throat-stealing bear. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Natalie Portman's great. It's it's a great <laughs> action movie that is filled with all women. Uh, th- something that I feel like all other all-women action movies try to be but fail miserably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. All right. uh, my my pick. Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? The first documentary Ooh, to smack yes. this list here. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, if you want to feel the feels, uh, go over to Fred Rogers' neighborhood. That's, yeah. all, that's all I got to say. For some yeah. reason, it didn't even get nominated in the Oscars for best documentary. Completely ridiculous. It's, Completely and utterly. And ridiculous. like I cried during that shit. Yeah. I don't cry during documentaries. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, one that we talked about on the podcast before. Blind Spotting, yeah, uh, my favorite movie of 2018. Uh, just a fantastic movie about like race relations with police officers and all yeah. that, um, and also gentrification. And it's 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 beautiful. Uh, a few others I wanted to mention is The Best of All Worlds, which is an Austrian movie that no one else I know has seen because I only saw it in a film festival and it has yet to be released in the states. And I'm very upset about that. Uh, <laughs> American Animals, Eighth Grade, The Favorite. Um, burning just a little plug for for next the next episode <laughs> black clansman apostle and bad times at the el royale and then my asshole self's gonna say avengers infinity war you basic bitch only because <laughs> it's it's the only marvel film that you don't have to see any other marvel films to see and it's just its own movie that's fair. I, I, I will agree with that. Infinity War is my favorite of the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it's my favorite of the Avengers movies. So uh, You uh, also named a bunch of the other ones I was going to name, so that was kind of my, well, my last strap. Uh, Let's move on to the last on, year. Uh, to 2019 this year, which I'm sure we'll see things that get brought up. You know, I still haven't seen 1917. Uh, really, yeah, this, that's the only movie that I want to see that hasn't come out yet this was a bad year for me uh mainly because i didn't get to see what i wanted to see and uh if if you do get a chance i'm when i'm going to curate a list of movies for you for 2019 because 2019 is the best year of movies for me since 
if not 2014, 2007. I haven't decided if it's better than 2014 yet. So let's say 2014 was a strong contender. This is a str- this year's a strong contender, if you ask me. Okay, because uh, I only so, have nine on my list. I don't even I'm, have a full ten. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not convinced that it's better than 2014 yet, but it is definitely better, or at least as good as 2007, mm-hmm. which is the last, really the year that kind of made me fall in love with movies all over again and change my ways uh, change my ways i don't know what the fuck i'm talking <laughs> about um first one i want to talk about is parasite i know you've seen it oh uh I, what, where's that on your list for like n- number two right now okay i think it might be number one for me yeah oh wait no dude fuck yeah yeah Jojo no. rabbit yeah yeah so parasite directed by bong joon ho who has uh, Snowpiercer that we've talked about already. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Korean film again, kind of um, you know the juxtaposition of classes in South Korea. You know, poverty, rich, all that stuff. Um, great, great film. I don't want to give too much away, so that's all I'm gonna all I'm gonna leave it at. Yep. Uh, obviously, Jojo Rabbit is Jojo Rabbit is we we've talked about it already. It's the yeah. the best one of the best movies in the world. So dramatic, yes. so beautiful, so made me cry. So wonderful. Uh, and then I'm just going to kind of list off the other ones that I feel like you should see, or you've seen some of them, but ones that you should see to kind of show you how great this year really has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Joker, uh, have, Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you seen that? I have not seen that one yet. Okay, we got to watch that. Uncut Gems. Have you seen that? I'm working on it. Okay. Midsummer, uh, Us, Waves, Booksmart, and Marriage Story. Okay. Um, all Marriage great stories. is still on the list that I gotta watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna curate a list for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got any any others to talk about for 2019? Lighthouse, great uh, film. There's, I think the only one that I haven't. John Wick three and then Honey Boy. Yeah, John Wick three and Honey Boy are both really good. Uh, yeah, so, my list isn't that big. This year wasn't great for me, so I gotta catch up. I'm on you, the catch up mode. You had things going on. It's yeah, fine. I had a lot um, of things. And also, you didn't have your 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 uh, baby boy Michael to take uh, you places. I need my baby boy Michael. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this, that went on a lot longer than I thought it would. Honestly, I was naive for thinking we it's, could do this really under thirty minutes. It's really hard to talk about best movies of a decade without going yeah, on forever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you're still with us, thank you for listening. You're mm-hmm. the the real MVP. Uh, uh, as always, you can follow us on Facebook, Keystone Film Review, Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review, or on Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Uh, on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it for the decade. Uh, we don't have 2020 vision. I thought I'd throw that joke in there. Oh my so God. hopefully... <laughs> That's hopefully the first time that I was literally disgusted by one of your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible joke. Normally we're I, disgusted by mine, but... <laughs> I, I, I appreciate how terrible that joke is. But yeah, <laughs> thanks again for listening, and you can catch our real episode tomorrow when we talk about burning. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.